I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I breaks it down to the bone gristle, ill-speaking scud missile, heat-seeking, Johnny blazing, nightmares like Wes Craven, niggas gunning, my third eye seen it coming before it happened. You know about them fucking stagging, kids, they smashing, everything, huh, in any shape, form, or fashion. Now everybody talking about they blasting, hmm, if you're busting still or is you flashing, hmm, talking out your asshole, you should have learned about the flow, PZ Afro, Tacallion Stallion, Cheeky Eye, Snot Nose. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy who tips podcast your host rod and karen and we're in the house on a sunday getting, mm-hmm. the, getting the week started yes we are 10 30 got a little late start but uh it's just me and karen so you know hopefully you got to hang out in the chat room and listen to some old jams and have fun oh yeah uh, i've been having fun this morning so hopefully uh, y'all can join in it um all right this you can find the show on itunes and stitcher just search the black guy who tips Leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on the show on Saturday. Leave us a five-star review for Christmas, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's all we want from you. For the holidays. Yes, even, yes. Even if you don't believe in it. Right. And uh, also, uh, for those of you that wants to receive a card from us, if you email us your mailing address, we'll actually send you a card for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So make sure you guys do that. Um, and... The email address is theblackouttips at gmail.com. Um, and what else do I have to say? Um, also, theblackouttips.com. Go there, click on things, like stuff, become a premium listener. Like I said, if you have any issues with that, email me, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Very simple stuff. Um, also, uh, today's show, uh, is as always, um, filled with the official weapon, which is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by shadow dog productions we have an album out called modern relics which is complete mm-hmm, a complete album long audio play about three teenagers who fight to keep magical objects out of the hands of the bad guys it stars addie miller the little blind zombie girl from the walking dead you guys know her mm-hmm. check it out on itunes modern relics and leave shadow dog productions a five-star review we appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that. It yes, supports the show. It helps them support us. Um, and if you leave them a little five-star review, you know, it, it, it moves them up the charts and stuff. So make sure you guys do that. We also have a um, little bit more of a sexier song. Let me see. A sexier uh, sponsor. Let me see if I can find some uh, sexy music. Let me ask y'all a question. Is you getting enough? Well, is you? I hope you are. Well, if you're not, because nobody really is. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Couldn't y'all use a little bit more? Yeah, everybody could use more. Well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more. That's right, for Christmas. With 10 free gifts. Count them 10 free gifts. They give you a sexy little something for your girl. You know what I mean? Then they give you a sexy little something for the dude then they give you a sex a little something for both of y'all and six full-length adult movies on dvd remember dvds mm-hmm. you can fast forward and rewind them and they all had quality and 
you don't have to worry about stuff like people walking in in the middle of the scene eating sandwiches that's right <laughs> back to that professional lighting that you all crave and number 10 because that was only nine things guys number 10 is free shipping so what do you have to do to get your 10 free gifts go to adam and eve pick out an idol that's it could be an adventurous new toy a sexy piece of lingerie or anything you desire just enter the offer code tbgwt upon checkout get your 10 free gifts go check out at adamandeve.com today select one item and get 10 free gifts including free shipping when you put in offer code tbgwt that's tbgwt at adamandeve.com Let's talk about things guys um yes let's talk about things went to go see a black movie last night mm-hmm. and i'm not talking about exodus no i, I mean i do want to kind of go see exodus but black people have talked me out of it with their hypocrisy <laughs> oh y'all want exodus to have black people in it you want the bible to have all the black people in it Oh, but guess what? You don't want it to be directed by Tyler Perry, you fucking hypocrites. Terrible. Terrible people. Anyway, we wanted to go see Top 5. Yes. And it was fun. Yes, it was did. good. It was a lot of fun, yeah, because in that version, Medea would be parting the water when she farted or some shit. No, thank mm-hmm. you. And if you did see the trailer, um, and you go, I don't get why this would be that funny, it's rated R. And it's one of the few rated R comedies that, you know, did a good job with the trailer. They had to leave all the funny shit out. Correct. It's rated R. Correct. Um, but it's, but it is really fucking good. It's mm-hmm. definitely, in my opinion, pro- Chris Rock's best movie, uh, starring him. Yes. Cause he you has know? some faces where I was like, yes, that was funny. I think it worked because he got to play himself. He didn't have to act at all. Really. Correct. Like, not at all, but he didn't have to be like some other, um, character he's not like chris rock the accountant he's you know andre allen big time comedian you know uh so he you know he man he killed it mm. you guys uh should all go check it out it was and very the reason it's called top five is because they talk throughout the show about uh, throughout the movie about you know who's the top five um rap rappers you know who who's in your top five rappers and everybody kind of gives theirs and you know, you get to see like different people's, you know, top five. And when I got out, man, of the theater, I was thinking like, oh yeah, I would like to know, tell my top five. Then I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute. There's something bigger here. And I just started on kind of a whim this morning. Who's in your bottom five? Who's in your bottom five rappers? I just said it because I was thinking about it. I said, man, fuck the top five. Everybody does that. And you can never agree. Nope. But the bottom five, it's taking off like hotcakes, Karen. Right. Everybody has theirs. I can give you mine. Mine is Silk the Shocker. Mm, he's, Silk. He's terrible. And he's offbeat. 
uh i don't know what he hears but his beat is different than the beat that's actually on the record all the time mm-hmm. so he's like the white people clapping at church he's always a, the millisecond off where you like come on get on beat let's hear some silk the shocker this is miss my homies Wait, Silk the Shocker has a best of Silk the Shocker? Oh shit, I didn't know that. Why would you do this, Spotify? I... <laughs> doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't, because there's no best. They're all bad of Silk the Shocker. Yeah, uh, anyway, here's, uh, let me play this one. What's really happening? It ain't my fault. I'm surprised Mystical didn't make anybody's list just because his style is kind of unorthodox, but let me get to Silk. There you go. There you go. I don't know where the beat is. Just have niggas me that. You can't follow it. ain't my fault. If my name's it ain't his fault, y'all. Oh my god, he's the worst. Right, because he's like, he speed up, he slow down. It's like, where is the, you know how a lot of times you, you go, okay, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, like, like, cause you know, cause I, um, played in the band, so you have to have like a beat that you're trying to follow, even when you're doing your 16th. It's no beat pattern. He's just, yeah. fuck it. Um, he said go and, he just went in there. I, you know, I think he goes in there with no music. I know. I he got like, to. I feel like they just don't. They like we'll add the music in later because it's just tripping you up, <laughs> right? You not. It's not helping to add the music, right? It's it, it just fucking you up real bad. Well, that's that's one. Um, uh, the other one is uh, crazy Lupe. I love Lupe when Lupe was saying with you know, kick push. You know, and all that shit. But when Lupe got crazy, so that means his more recent music. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Uh, all right, let me find some Lupe. Mm-mm. Uh, Lupe fiasco. Uh, yeah, I feel like he definitely fell off. Um, right on his newest shit. Can't and it's with. weird because some of this shit is very popular on Twitter. I mean, on uh Spotify, like Battle Scars, and I think Battle Scars like one of the worst songs I ever heard. Um. Cause it got that whack chorus. The wound heals, but it never does. That's cause you at war with love. 
You have war with love. Yeah. Let a ruin ruin me, but I feel like ruins ruin me. Arrow holes that never close from Cupid on a shooting spree. Feeling stupid because I know it ain't no you and me. But when you're trying to beat the odds up and trying to keep your nods up, and you know that you should know and let it go. But the fear of the unknown, hone another lover's song, sends you back into the zone. Yeah, it's it's almost like you have to listen to the old shit that he used to do to understand why that's not right that's not his best shit yeah like he's oh it's it's no feeling like uh what is it little soldiers like that's all right little weapons little weapons i'm sorry where he basically rap about children that are weapons it's one of those things where you almost could feel him rapping Mm. and but now there's no feeling it's like he's doing it I well, he used know. to just put more. You could also tell he used to put more into the bar. Like right. these are very simple bars for him. Like here's American Terrorist. Um, let me. I'm gonna skip to the part where he's rapping because you can just hear him rapping more. But they are civilians and little children. This especially harm. Camouflage Taurus, Bibles and glorious Qurans. The books that take you to heaven and let you meet the Lord there. Have become misinterpreted reasons for warfare. Reread them with blind eyes. I guarantee you there's more there. Rich must be blind because they ain't see the poor there. Need to open up a park, just close 10 schools, we don't need them. Can you please call the fire department? They down here marching for freedom. Burn down ATVs, turn ATVs on the teacher men. It's like there's so much in those bars you can barely fucking keep up with what right. he's talking about. You would have to listen, Lily. And then the other joint, he's like he slowed down. Who else you got, Karen? I got uh J. Cole. I don't like J. Cole. Alright, I'm not gonna do that to J. Cole. Go oh, ahead. Okay, but so you can pick anything. I know um and crazy lauren hill oh my god crazy lauren hill yeah and i'm specifically saying crazy because it's like prior to that i loved that shit but once they got on that crazy shit the shit was just terrible yeah i I don't even know which song of hers to play because i didn't listen to her crazy shit as much as as much as her real shit Mm -hmm. what else you got is that it uh and iggy oh yeah iggy okay why you do that yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And now her beats go hard, but mm-hmm. she can't rap. But it's obvious. I mean, you can play fast. Yeah, I like her beats, but she can't rap. First things first, I'm, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Yeah. feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down. Like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. right. You should want a bad bitch like this. Huh? Drop it low and pick it up just like this. Yeah. Like, Cup of Ace, cup of Goose, cup of Chris. I heal something worth a half a ticket on my wrist. On my wrist. Taking all the liquor straight, never chase that. Never stop like we bring an 88 back. What? In the hood scene, where the bass at? Champagne spilling, you should taste that. I'm so fancy. You already know. Terrible, terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her, her rapping, is, rapping is terrible. And, um, I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, baby. Let me know if this is true. People are saying in the street that the new J. Cole is kind of all right. I, I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Me, I, I'm not a big J. Cole fan. Me either. So I wouldn't know. Okay. I don't know. But I hear people talk about it. But mm, just didn't. Um, and then um, <laughs> uh, I had I had my bottom five. And I had, uh, I think, I know I had 
uh, Magoo from Timberland and Magoo. Oh, that nigga can't rap. Uh, the beats go hard, but nah, he can't rap. I got a, I can't remember what song it was, but it's really, I mean, you could pick the song, but uh, here's, here's Cop That Shit. We are the VA players. Love to the Neptunes and Eclipse. To your bootleggers, we breaking all both of your legs. The underrated Maganoo coming with the unexpected. The runaway slave, I, misdemeanor, escaping from all your fraudulent players. Last but not least, the heavyweight champion, Mr. Mosley. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. But I was some little nieces and nephews to cover all the beats in the room. Time's up. That's Timberland, and he's terrible. Oh, yes. This is like the remix though. That's not even the right version. Let me see if I can find what is the name of the song where he's where he's like I some something like orgies and wets or something. <laughs> what is the? No, it's not drop. It's what he did with his song. We got every song we is did. Is it with love Missy. to love you? Is it love probably to- is the song he did with Missy? Uh, is that no, what he it? did everything with Missy yeah, back yeah. in the day. Let me see if I can find Missy's uh song featuring Magoo. See if we can maybe find. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, I think it is. I don't know if "Love to Love You" is actually the name of the song. Okay. Um, is that what they're saying, Chad? Or no? Um, I don't know. Do y'all know the name of the song we try to talk about, y'all? Cause I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, I'm- up jump the boogie. That's it. That's yes. the name of it. Thank you, y'all. Yeah, up jump the boogie. I know. I could tell you. Could tell you how much I paid attention. Uh, do they have? Oh, they don't even have it on Spotify. What? How could you not have Um Jump the Boogie on Spotify? I gotta go find it on. All right, let me go find it. Okay, on they the have it, but not, but not with that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got you. Have just because I need y'all to hear this verse specifically. Uh, cause it's so bad. Very bad. Um. So. Yeah, and there are other people after right to do his. There are other people we probably can go through who's like consistent. There, a lot of people say these people are terrible. Yeah, uh, let me turn up the volume on this. My bottom five, because uh, okay, he's else? terrible. Uh, um, Riff Raff I don't know made my bottom is. five. Uh, Riff Raff. I probably have, I just don't know who they are. Um, uh, I, uh, I, I play this song before starting the show sometimes, jokes. Um, but here's, here's his song. Yeah. Tip, 
best idea ever man and then my fifth is pete rock now a lot of people are upset with the pete rock Leonard brothers came on my facebook and said damn you put pete in there lol he's no rapper but he's way better than all these niggas they be trying pete just does it for fun he knows he's a dj and producer first and i replied nigga shut up Leonard brothers <laughs> pete rock is the worst rapper shit be sounding out clunky stick to the beach you whack-ass nigga uh, here's Pete Rock from Don't Curse. This one definitely goes down on the censorship tip. So everybody sit back and relax and have a champagne sip. We're going to teach these people out there who are against saying what we want to say the right way. You know what I'm saying? So what we're going to do is kick back, swing with a fucking beat by my man DJ. By the way, only in 1991 could someone make a rap song called Don't Curse and be a popular person. Heavy D like could you imagine what rapper could make the don't curse song in 2014 well, that's heavy D. I'm fine with him. Okay. Oh, yeah. Don't curse, I won't curse. I'll take a famous curse word and just say coof. Uh, let me get to Pete. I think Pete went last. By the way, in hip-hop, when they put a nigga last, he's either the absolute garbage worst or he the best. That's Correct. The only way. Yeah. Temple didn't have the curse. Yeah, yeah, you know what Bless. But I can't mess around with the curses, so I'ma kick verses or a verse. Soul brother number one here to kick facts. Smoke the microphone and produce crazy tracks. Yo, I'm a bad bro. Let's start the flow. I'ma kick rhymes till it's time for me to go. I can't curse cause. Yes. You gotta go. Get him, Pete. He said so. Now me. He, he, was trying, he was trying to he was trying to extend them vowels out i gotta flow so i gotta go and you get one more because everybody <laughs> said so make those 16 balls now I'ma get back to the subject, get wrecked. If you think I'm bluffing, just check with the crew. Be rockin' see y'all smooth, very down to earth. And we 
didn't have the curse. And they gave him like three bars. Damn, that's fucked oh. up. Oh, uh, but yeah, P Rock was on my list. Um, okay, who else is on your list? And then I had honorable mention, obviously Vanilla Ice. Okay, I got honorable mention too. Yeah, because everybody always, you know, mentions Vanilla Ice, and they always play his one great hit, Ice Ice Baby. But he has some other stuff. But too. what about all the whack shit that was on his album? Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of whack shit. I mean, good God, man! He like put a lot of music out. Um, like for example, um, Juice to Get Loose Boy. Oh uh, shit! That was an eight second interview. Uh, uh but uh, was what was that one? Um, uh, I love you. light-skinned uh, boy who about to sing hey girl come on over here tonight <laughs> I'm sorry I slept with your sister please forgive me girl girl I keep thinking See? how I feel when I'm in your arms gives me a chill just knowing that you want me by your side mellows my mind and enhances my pride girl I need you more and more each day you i'm captured by your wig and your pretty smile you're devastating beauty and sweet profile i love you <laughs> yep love you girl because i love you ice, ice cold. cold i might have to move ice into my top five dog ice i might have cold. to move p-rock back out man I, i'm someone gotta come out man oh my god i forgot how bad he was oh he was terrible because i love you girl Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh while we talk about honorable mention mm-hmm. my honorable mention is uh drugged up uh Lil Wayne. oh okay once well, he got on that good stuff yeah i can really pick like any song because um, i used to i used to fuck with Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. but after a while you be like oh, oh okay i don't understand how he's still popular uh, it's very weird to me he can get he- on the stage with um leopard print leggings on mtv tell me my shit come out at midnight and be number one i'm like what the fuck nigga like white people just must not care correct like he you know this is from his latest album i'm not a human being too i'll just pick a random one let's see he got a song with soldier boy two chains two songs with two chains yeah talking about he put his what um carter 15 coming out and i was like well i'm not asking for it Money ain't shit, bitches ain't neither. You know I'm on that grass, don't cut on the sprinklers. What's that on my mind, on my breath and on my fingers? Niggas try to bite my style, but my style of jalapeno. I got skinny ad jeans, trucks on the pocket, money talks, nigga. I'm caught up in the gossip, you know all my bitches batter. And all my speech go hard, but that's about I it. This shit like cattle, that's my word. So green they glow. I am the best thing since wet pussy on my private jet with my chef cooking so big headed yeah. my neck cooking yeah, my Lil Wayne is terrible. Yeah, could play his older stuff. Okay. Uh, let me go look up. Cause it's a big difference between that and the shit that I used to fuck with. Um, like 
from the Carter Two or Carter One? Yeah, or? Carter Two, Carter One, just just some other than that bullshit. Okay, I'm finally perfect. Oh, go you DJ. Know? Y'all oh, already okay. know what it is. All right. Grown ups in between churning babies. Right about now is your boy. You heard back again. DJ Manny. Fresh, 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 fresh. Yeah, fresh, fresh, fresh. I'm fresh, fresh, fresh. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Go DJ. That's my DJ. Go DJ. That's my DJ. Go DJ. That's my DJ. Go DJ. Yeah. But Weezy Wee, step up to the mic, dude. Do what you do. Ladies and gentlemen, what you have here is brought to you courtesy of the young man, Young Carter, and the great man, Manny Fresh. So what I want y'all out there to do for me is say this. Say go, DJ. That's my DJ. Say go, DJ. Cause that's my DJ. Say go, DJ. Cause that's my DJ. So go, DJ. Did I forget? I think I left prize out. Uh, okay. But he was in my top, my bottom five. Okay, yes, you did. You want to play some of his stuff? Yes. Okay. Uh, Cause he's a dude. I that see Prowse coming up on a lot of people's lists. He always went last on the Fuji's tracks cause he can't rap. Ah. Let me skip to his bar and see. On the 12th hour, fly by in my bomber. Crews run for cover, now they under pushing up flowers. Super fly, two lies, do a die. Toss me high, only for fly with my crew from like high. I refugee from Guantanamo Bay. That's around the border like I'm Cassius Clay. Ready or not, here I Oh man, I love that dude. Um. Uh, let me, let, that wasn't long enough. Let me see if I can find another one. To the shop of horror. Why you munching at your luncheon? I'll be planning your assassination. Oh, I remember this shit right here. I compress sound sets with my rap DBX. Then drop vocals on my four, five, six, and packs. Bring terror to the shop of horror. As she cry me out more. The phantom dies in the opera. And to the youngins who carry gadgets and kill six days a week. Rest on the side. Hold up, hold up. Violence ain't necessary unless you provoke me. Then get buried like the great Mussolini. Before you bite you zealots, rap stars are relics. <laughs> that didn't even run. Uh, all right. But anyway, man. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Cam. Is there anybody else that is on somebody else's list that you? I was gonna get to it. Okay. But I, I put a list. Uh, I put the question out on our Facebook page. Okay. And on my Twitter. Okay. And so many people are chiming in. Like, I, we honestly could do the whole show this way. And we do have other shit to talk about. Right. But they reminded me of so many whack ass uh, niggas. Rico Suave. Oh, shit. Yeah. Remember Rico Suave? Party. Yes. Rico. Suave. Yeah, that's that's that goes to show you how old we are. I don't know what some people in their twenties going. Who the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. Um. Wait. There's an album named Rico Suave. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm looking for the artist. Um. Is this the song? Oh, 
Yes. Rico. <laughs> yes. Suave. I forgot about him. Rico. He was rolling the shit out that arm. Suave. Yo soy educado, soy un caballerito, un chico bien portado, un joven responsable y siempre bien vestido. Yo no sé quién ha mentido. I don't drink or smoke and in the dope, but I know coke. You ask me how do I do it? I cope. My only addiction has to do with a female species. I don't want like sushi. No me gusta entero. Soy moderno. Si me enterno, yo me enfermo. Mi apariencia es dura, vivo en la locura. No me vengan con tenuras. So please don't judge your book by its cover. There's more than being a Latin lover. You gotta know how to deal with a woman that won't let go. The price you pay for being a gigolo. For being a gigolo, y'all. He was out here being a gigolo. Uh, somebody, uh, they <clears throat> said in the chat room, which I forgot about him, Snow the Informer. Didn't anybody have that on their list? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people had Snow on there. <laughs> <clears throat> um, uh, obviously, of Informer. What's up, man? Hey, yo, yo, what's going on, you Sick and tired of five holes running up on the block. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Snow, they came around looking for you the other day. Word, word, bust it. Informer, you know, say that I'm a stormy, I go play him. I think he's going to go down. Take the man that says that I'm a stormy, stand somewhere down the lane. I think he's going to go down. Informer, you know, say that I'm a stormy, I go play him. I think he's going to go down. This is back before the internet, so nobody knew this dude was a white dude from Canada. Right. We were all like, man, this Jamaican dude is yeah. all right. Then I was like, wait a minute. What's <laughs> 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 well, so who else you got on your list? Uh, people got, uh, let's see who else they got. Um, Pitbull, that's the obvious one. My wife was love fucking Pitbull. He be half-timing on everything. I was like, nobody gave y'all the memo that this nigga whack. A lot of people had uh, Birdman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if I have a Birdman vo- verse. Birdman. Uh, let's see. Uh, Stutting like my daddy. Nah, I like this beat now. I ain't even gonna lie. Find one with him, uh, with him rapping because uh, he is pretty terrible. Yes, he is. 
He makes the best gifs, though. Yeah, baby. Out the pound. Looking through. Skyline. Always. Sitting way at the top, playboy. Sand beach water, purple green. Young day. Take a ceiling with it. Zoo in the background. New pearl on the diamond cluster. More money and we shining like motherfucker. Ah! From the bottom where we had shining like a motherfucker. I ain't no motherfucker shine. Not like a motherfucker. We shining like motherfucker. <laughs> Something. Cash flow. Money on the dashboard. Money in the dashboard. Sitting high, riding low. Put a hundred on my sun flow. Hundred on some pounds of blow. Hundred on the marble flow. So we higher than a bright light, sunny day, sunny night, hustling like all night, doing it till the sunlight. They put some people on here I ain't agree with. Trinidad James. I fuck with Trinidad. Um, but uh yeah, man, it's it's a fun topic, man. If you follow us on Twitter or social media, man, get involved. Because uh, it's sparking some pretty good arguments. Uh well actually agreements. And some pretty good agreements too. Uh even Bo did his bottom five. <laughs> what was Bo's? Uh let me go look up Bo's bottom five. Um I know <laughs> people got mad because he said Easy E was whack, but Easy E was whack. Uh, but he wasn't in the bottom five. Um let's see. Uh people missing Fred. Okay. South Park Mexican. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Uh, let me look up South Park, Mexican. Um, I must be high. Is that number one song? I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. Holla, fuck the world on my chest full of smoke. I choke on my breakfast, the end of my necklace. Say dope house records. Screw stone, Texas. The diamonds in my necklace is cut like a princess. You can keep the lenses, cause I got two bins. I'm in your girlfriends. Hot intestines, cause I bought her two dresses and some contact lenses. Got a message in the bottle, hit the throttle in my cottle. Clicking black my semi auto, cause I'm trying to see tomorrow. Buy the condo for my taco, cause she working that taco. It's the top selling bottle, 23s on the Tahoe. TV screen. Margarita machines with street marines Got love for the Crips and Bloods and Latin Kings If it means anything, this for all my G's I'm in jail cause I forgot my fucking ABC. Another DWI, drunk and fucking high I'll be out before the motherfucking sun can touch the sky They call me Oh, oh he fucked up that verse Okay And then, um <laughs> he, he got Master P in there Uh, let me see Oh yeah, I know Master P was on a lot of people's lists yeah, let me see if we can get some. He was better than Sip the Shocker, though, but yes, he's bad. I'm about to say, you ain't playing a favorite? Nah, 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 nah. I mean, I like that song. You want me to play that? Yeah. I can play it. That's my jam right there. I mean, that, that's his best verse. I'm the kind of all that motherfucking tank. Ass stayed on beat, so I was like, okay, I can fuck with that. I'm down here slaying 
said Bo has the uh dragon that's some of the worst shit ever dragon had one of the worst most offensive lyrics ever we talked about killing a mom in front of their kid that was the worst right but the beat go hard now He's talking about killing a mother in front of her, of her own child. Right. Because she stole from his house. Right. Nowadays, uh, there will be think pieces galore on this nigga. <laughs> yeah, he would, he would definitely be. And then he has prize and silk the shocker. So uh, it did. At one point, he moved somebody out and put Magoo in there. Um, so, and uh, yeah, I, uh, and, uh, someone came to him and tried to throw Mr. Go in there. Like I said, I don't agree with it. But I was wondering when somebody's gonna do that because I know a lot of people that hate fucking uh mystical man. Um, all right, uh, let's get to the show. I <laughs> <laughs> said, shit, I can do this all day. I said, who else got some got some list? Uh, yeah, we'd be doing this shit all day if we did that, right? Um, <clears throat> let's talk about this Sony leak. Sony yeah, got hacked. Something keep coming out every day about that shit. Sony got hacked. Now many people speculate that. Um, you know, Sony got hacked because they made the song The Interview. They made uh, the song? I mean, movie. Okay. They made a movie called The Interview. And um, North Korea was like, hey, let's go in here and hack these niggas and leak all the information. North Korea said, hey, we had nothing to do with it, but hey, it's a blessing from God. We're glad it happened. Uh, here's uh, some of the things that's happened. Um, somebody has a uh, vulture.com has like a timeline of all the leaked things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so roughly two weeks ago, early adept cyber criminals hacked into Sony's computer systems, paralyzed their operations, and tapped into a trove of hypersensitive internal information since the initial attack, steady flow of revelations, including top employees' salaries, nasty Hollywood hardball emails, and illicit movie downloads has trickled into news, uh, news reports and file sharing sites. Sony is working with multiple authorities to pinpoint who the hackers are, but for now, the relentless hackers dubbed Guardians of Peace. Uh, have made it clear that they're not done tormenting the company and won't stop until Sony meets their demands. The attackers have also gone as far as threatening the family of Sony employees. Here's a list to be updated of everything revealed in the hack so far. Uh, so far, the hackers have released reports in three batches of documents, which many outlets are still sifting through. Although investigators have not presently identified the culprits, the attackers reportedly worked from a hotel in Thailand. Despite the speculation that North Korea could be involved and that Sony's upcoming film, The Interview, was the root of the problem, the company has denied involvement, and according to Variety, Sony still plan the country has denied involvement. According to Variety, Sony still plans on releasing the Rogan Franco pick on Christmas Day. Of course. Gender pay disparities, according to the Daily Beast, another round of Amy uh, Pascal emails uh, uh, re- reveals that Jennifer Lawrence and Amy Adams received less back-end compensation for American Hustle than the film's male stars did, only, only, earning only seven points to Bradley Cooper, Jeremy Renner, and, Brad, and, uh, and Jeremy Renner's nine points. 
I believe that because they always pay women less. Clooney, uh, Clooney's own Citizen Kane. And it's ironic twist. More hacked emails reveal George Clooney crowing about how his movie uh, about the News Corps phone hacking scandal will be. How uh, how much fun are we going to have, Clooney told Pascal? The stakes are higher than Citizen Kane. Everything will be double sourced. So come on with your lawsuit, fuckers. Oh. So he was saying that, uh, you know, he wants to get a movie about the uh, leaks for News Corp where they were hacking into people's phones and all that shit. Ghostbuster rumors. Uh, like everyone else on the Internet, uh, Sony executives soon began dreamcasting their own perfect lineups for Paul Feig's all-women Ghostbusters. In October, Pascal emailed Irvin Reitman to tell him the studio was aiming for Jennifer Lawrence, Emma Stone, Melissa McCarthy, and Lizzie Kaplan, um, all of the women who have reportedly expressed interest. Weeks later, the studio's legal department debated whether or not to sue Bill Murray to make him appear in the film. Shit. Hitler jokes. Another leaked email reveals Scott Rudin getting in a, a, a pretty decent burn on David Fincher. After Angelina Jolie told Rudin and Pascal that she was considering Fincher for her Cleopatra f- film, even though he may be difficult, Rudin responded, may be difficult like Hitler may be anti-Semitic. So that was actually a shot at uh, David Fincher. Um, and, they, and then at one point, I believe they called her like talentless or some shit or overrated. Uh, let's see. Snowden games. Sony owns the rights to Glenn Greenwald, uh, Greenwald's Edward Snowden book. But executives in the company are wary of making it due to the competition with Oliver Stone's Snowden biopic with Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the NSA whistleblower. Even so, they don't think the Stone film will be any good. I love the first act, but it just never kicks into high gear. And I worry about... Um, SP Motion Picture Group President Doug Belgrad said in a leaked email, and I worry about what that the world will have very mixed feelings about him. At fifty million, the movie has to be great and totally satisfying. Boba Fett in Star Wars. Like everything else, Sony executives are in the dark about Disney's upcoming Star Wars films. However, emails reveal the rumors going around upper echelons of Hollywood about the project, most notably that one of the standalone Star Wars films directed by Gareth Edwards and Josh Trank might be about Boba Fett. Hmm. Drake might return to acting. According to an email from Spike Lee's agent, the former Jimmy Brooks may appear in Lee's School Days 2. A sequel to the director's 1988 film, Drake will star as a character named P. Ness alongside Kevin Hart. What? Um, more Sorkin drama. In a blistering email, Pascal slams much of Sony's upcoming slate, including multiple films by Aaron Sorkin and Cameron Crowe's Bradley Cooper Emma Stone film. Cameron never changed anything about the script. She says, uh, people don't like move people. People don't like people in movies who flirt with married people or married people who flirt. Sorkin, uh, she says, cost the studio, cost the studio a lot of money with his insane fee because he is broke and just wants to get paid. Yeah, they got jokes. I'm telling you, I, 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 well, I'll say it at the end, but remind me to say something about the Sony movie. Okay. Apatow is angry. Judd Apatow. How do you make a friendly Hollywood dad Judd Apatow mad? As Pascal found out, the answer is schedule one of his good buddy Adam Sandler's films to open on the same day as his next movie. Why did you move your movie into my day? Apatow asked for her her over email. I never put my movies on Sandler's dates. Never. He had neither. We all respect each other. We don't try to hurt each other. Um. So that was a fuck up. Will Ferrell is Donald Sterling. What? <laughs> Desmond reports the Sony executives knocked around the idea of remaking the 1986 David DeVito comedy Ruthless People with Will Ferrell as Do- a Donald Sterling type 
owner kidnapped a week before the super bowl it is unclear how far discussion around the project advanced obama's quote-unquote favorite movies in another alleged email amy pascal and scott rudin uh, email exchange this one released by buzzfeed the two try to guess what president obama's favorite movies are the guesses include django unchained 12 years a slave and ride along among others <laughs> bye bye budget the next james bond movie specter could end up being one of the most expensive films ever made the site uh uh cnn money unearthed uh, uh, internal mgm sony memos that say the current budget sits in the mid 300 millions and it reveals a handful of potential character and plot details no exploding face please warning spoilers for the interview of her uh head okay yeah they they basically plan to kill kim jong-il in the movie somehow and uh kim jong-un and um sonny told him to dial that shit back because shit was gonna be too too fucked up spider-man crossover this has been a big one um mm-hmm. uh, they discussed new plans for sony spidey one email reportedly referenced a marvel produced trilogy and another let loose that the comic giant wanted spider-man in his third captain america movie one of the journals sources said the marvel eventually pulled out and that sony is now going forward with its own plan part of said plan is an animated comedy for the superhero it will be produced by 22 jump streets chris miller and phil lord um they're also talking about if they did some of this andrew garfield would be out of spider-man just a bunch of shit right because he's older which makes sense and it's just one of those things where marvel is like hey y'all been making this y'all hadn't been making the money that y'all y'all making money but y'all not making the money that y'all could make mm-hmm. uh so we want to do it but if but but they're like if you don't eh, like 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 it don't bother them either way it's one of those things where if we do it cool we don't Cool. at this point they just had to keep making money's movies movies so they can have the spider-man license which may be even more valuable than a profit mo- making movie correct and the movies do make money i mean the, people were shitting on spider-man uh I, they made spider-man 2 but it. it was a top five finish in money for the year like mm-hmm. right. top five well so, where are these i guess the line that people go if you don't make it to this you just ain't made it's no- all it's all arbitrary bullshit oh, right. that people, no people want to like shit on uh movies they don't like so they start talking about budgets when they don't talk about it with other movies so. correct um information about aaron sorkin steve jobs film was released tuesday in the form of a, a ser- of acerbic emails gawker posted a string of correspondences between sony pictures co-chairman amy pascal and producer scott rudin that purportedly details how sony lost control of the project the exchanges uh, the site posted revealed almost a year's worth of incensed hollywood hardball including some angelina bashing Angelina Jolie bashing, Michael Fassbender penis appreciating. Even David Fincher got in on the fun with an Adam Driver slam. Uh, Ars Techina, uh, Technica got his hands on another portion of the exchanges that had Sorkin lobbying for Tom Cruise to try to lead role. Monetary demands for the first few weeks, it was unknown what the hackers wanted from Sony. Mashable, however, tracked down an extortion email sent to the top studio execs three days before the attacks. It reads, we've got great damage by Sony Pictures. The compensation for monetary compensation we want. Pay the damage or Sony Pictures will be bombarded as a whole. You know us very well. We will never wait long. You better behave wisely from God's apostles. Apostles, I guess. As Mashable pointed out, it has not been possible to confirm that the letter was from God's apostles who wholly related to the ensuing Guardians of the Peace Act. This tweet email makes things a little more confusing but one thing is certain whether it was one group or several a seemingly global force is pissed off at sony celebrity aliases fusion 
was able to track down a folder labeled public publicity bibles which included cast and crew contact directories for recently released sony films the files blew the cover of the secret aliases of some of the studio's movie stars that they used to do normal people things you know like check it to a hotel and stuff right uh tom hanks goes by harry lauder and johnny madrid uh jessica alba goes by cash money (laughs) ah what cash money how's that even that didn't even make sense right does nobody questions that that's not even a real name yeah that's not inconspicuous at all you might as well sign in as i'm famous (laughs) cash money Natalie Portman goes by Lauren Brown, among others. Top secret profitability. Among the thousand documents floating around, the Hollywood Reporter found top secret letters that note details about production spending and ultimate profitability in some of the last year's films. A slew of projects, including This is the End, 50 million, Grown Ups, 48 million, Captain Phillips, 39 million, and American Hustle, 27, will end up in profit, among others. Don't forget about TV. Reporters at Matchable reviewed a number of documents, too, some having to do with Sony's television arm that found that Sony's three-year Seinfeld syndication deal for local affiliate stations will earn the company at least $18.5 million. Pilot scripts for 2014 TV season were also leaked. One of the juiciest was Vince Gilligan's Battle Creek. A uh, problem with Adam Sandler movies. We talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. It's a whack. Yeah, so we, we won't have to cover that again. Uh, but they basically said they was bad. Mm-hmm. Jane Franco and Seth Rogen's payday, adding to a breach that exposed the salaries of Delat Touche, Toach, I don't know that person, Delat Toach, I don't know, and top Sony execs credit card number. The hackers also released in the, the interview's budget, including documents that it took roughly $44 million to make the movie, with Seth Rogen receiving $8.4 million, and James Franco getting $6.5 million. The documents also cataloged the compensation rates and social security number for other celebrities tied to the studio, including Sylvester Stallone and Judd Apatow. Um, let's see what else. Silver Linings, uh, trying to find some optimism among the piracy mugs, only told Deadline a few days after the first leaks that its computer systems were copacetic and that it was working out a deal to create a narrative feature of Tiller Russell's The 7-5, essentially the corrupt cop version of Goodfellas, the site also reported Sony's social accounts for the company and its compromised movies surged with new subscribers. The official Sony page grabbed 1.6 million likes on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, watermark screeners and forthcoming films. Soon after Sony's system went down, award season screeners for Fury, Annie Steele, Alice, and Mr. Turner, as well as a cut of the 2015 film The Right to Love on Her Arms, were disseminated on illegal file-sharing sites. The films immediately became early Christmas presents for piracy site frequenters. According to Variety, Fury was downloaded more than one million times one day after the leaks. Yeah, and and Annie hasn't even come out yet. I hope that doesn't kill the sales. Me either. Because I really would hate for Convention A to, you know, have to suffer like that. Correct. Um, Channing Tatum got a leaked email that he wrote to uh, Sony after 22 Jump Street uh, came in. Uh, between all, uh, so it says a celebratory, a cel- celebratory email from Channing Tatum to his 22 Jump Street team. He writes the email like you think he would write an email. It says, F you, Ted, four exclamation park marks, second of all time, uh, biatch. Come on, Jump Streeters, we got Kate Blanchett with this box office bitches. And then 
literally over a page and a half of ha 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 ha. Oh my god! Oh my! Are you serious? Yes. And that's the whole email. That's the whole email. I love it. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Chad Tatum is the fucking greatest. I love that dude. <laughs> and it literally has like a thousand million highs all the way down the page. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it in it, the link oh, to it in the, the chat. That's the best. You guys can see it for yourself. Uh, uh, you can see the link, but um, <laughs> it is such a meathead fucking thing to say. I love it. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait till you see all those ha ha ha's. You can't even scroll long enough to see them all. <laughs> right. Uh, it grossed over 190 million in the United States, according to other leaked emails. Uh, Sony is considered merging the Men in Black franchise with the Jump Street franchise. An ambitious reimagining of Tatum's Jump Street co-star Jonah Hill describes as no joke, clean and rad and powerful. Um, so that would be interesting. Black, 21 Jump Street and Men in Black. Uh, Lisa Kudrow on the Sony emails, executives need boundaries and accountability. Here's the thing. I, this is, this is such a beautiful thing to happen because we know stars can be temperamental. We know that, mm-hmm. you know, we've watched Entourage. We all think this shit happens behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but it's almost like until it comes out, people are like, Oh wait. Yeah. I guess that is how it goes. They don't like these people, and these people are temperamental and hard to deal with. Right. They deal with them because everybody's making money, but not because they're nice people. And so many people, like, when the racist shit came out, so many people were like, no, these are their private emails. You're at work, motherfucker. Correct. At work. This isn't your home. They didn't hack your Gmail, motherfucker. They hacked hacked at Sony.com. That's what they hacked. (laughs) Yeah, y'all felt comfortable sending racist emails and shit like that y'all this felt not, that way it's not your hotmail your yahoo your google plus this is your company associated email so lisa kudrow said don't write anything you don't want broadcast uh how come i know you don't write anything you don't want broadcast in an email how come i know that who's advising people i think we need more boundaries and accountability and a little personal responsibility for what we say um so you know all these stars are calling up they're like i want this motherfucker fired right because it was like i don't want my personal shit out in the public yeah no one tells talks about me this way uh leonardo DiCaprio got called despicable um so it says that a widely is widely known that leonardo DiCaprio was originally supposed to play steve jobs in the upcoming movie from aaron sorkin what is a common knowledge is how amy pascal and the film's producer took the news horrible behavior producer mark gordon wrote uh, actually despicable uh pascal corrected him according to stolen emails published by the daily beast on saturday gordon had asked the sony pictures co-chairman whether dicaprio's decision to pull out of the apple biopic was based on money or not and pascal replied the latter sony declined to comment on the story it's the latest in the fallout um let's see what else it says um also, Lynn basically in the newest emails with Willow and Jaden Smith. God damn. They know no bounds. According to the Daily Beast, Tom, Roth- mm-hmm. Tom Rothman, head of TriStar Productions, sent a message to Pascal November 18th following the release of Willow and Jaden Smith's now infamous T Magazine interview. One, read this. The email which forwarded the link read, read two, they are homeschooled. Don't let this family date your movies. Damn. Going in on black royalty. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, exchanges between Pascal and Gosling's talent manager, 
uh Eileen Feldman had a much different tone. Ryan absolutely loved you, Feldman wrote on October third. Said it was like speed day because he was late after hitting every wrong gate on the lot. Not if not it should turn to marriage. He really wants to do something with you. Wow, so he's trying to say trying to fuck. Maybe. Or maybe he means he wants to do something with the studio. Possible. Pascal then looked into what project Gosson was interested in pursuing, which is allegedly Paul Feig's Ghostbusters film reboot. Um, there, there is one male part Paul is planning. How insane would that be? He also wants Jennifer and Emma. He uh, later wrote to Hannah Miguela, the other co-president of production in Columbia. Uh, other exchanges also showed that Sony also pursued the notebook actor for the Sinister Six and Jobs. Another email chain contained an apology from George Clooney to Pascal about his lack of confidence in the Monuments Man. Um, so George, okay. A reassurance to the Oscar winning box office is the best revenge. Um, let's see what else they got. Man, this is so good. I love learning all this bullshit. Right. Kevin Hart is pissed. Cause, um. He do a lot of work. Shit, he do work with everybody. They leaked um, that uh, they had some problems with him. Um, the uh, Kevin Hart's uh, what what is this? Uh, oh, okay, it's a picture. I gotta wait on this shit to load from Instagram. But um, basically, he was called a whore by top Tony by top Sony execs in a series oh. of emails. Mm-hmm. The stand-up actor uh, took to Instagram to defend his actions and reputation. Because basically they called him a whore because he got paid for the movie a certain amount that he agreed upon. But he was like, if y'all want me to put this on Twitter, I've cultivated a social media uh, following. You know, um, I don't, you know, don't try to pigeonhole me in with this bullshit. That's going to cause extra because I developed that my own. And, I, you know, and I don't blame him. You and know. their point was, look, you your next three films are with us. So if you don't promote it, you're just hurting yourself. So, you know, I, I can understand both sides, to be honest. I can, too. Because uh, so, in his mm-hmm. mind, it's a form of promotion, just like I go, exactly. on, go on this other stuff. If you want me to push and promote, I need to get paid extra when I go on these TV interviews and things like that. Yeah, well, I no, get- no, no. TV interviews, he was fine with. That's all part of Just the tweets and social uh, media. Because oh. he's cultivated a big brand in social media. And he's like, more- you need to pay me for that. Because I'll actually probably reach more people this way than I will on the other formats. Knowing your self-worth is extremely important, people. I worked very hard to get to where I am today. I look at myself as a brand, and because of that, I will never allow myself to be taken advantage of. I own my brand. I make smart decisions for my brand. I protect my brand. This is why I'm able to brush ignorance off of my shoulder and continue to move forward. I refuse to be broken, people. With that being said, it's now time for me to get back to building this empire that I've always dreamed of. Hashtag know yourself worth. Hashtag hustle heart. Hashtag mogul mindset. I understand both perspectives, but I'm always, unless it's some ignorant on the side of the employee, because he's like, yeah, I built this. This you put that is y- y'all act like y'all found me. I, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't find me. I think it's ironic that in the top five. He's talking as he plays uh, Chris Rock's like Hollywood agent, mm-hmm. and that seemed so ironic. Thinking about how this played out for him, because he, these Sony execs, <clears throat> Clint Culpepper, 
said hart he was talking about these emails he said i'm not saying he's a whore but he's a whore it's not as if we pay him three million and four million respectively for the last two films thinking he might be nominated we pay him for his ability to open a film which includes his social media savvy yeah because the problem and i guess for me and maybe just the way i look at the problem is has anybody else ever demanded this um i don't know i don't know but a lot of stars don't really do social media well because they don't really understand it he is a guy that stands out correct so i can understand him being like no that's different right Um, i do the other shit but for this right here yeah because this is going to reach a lot more people yeah uh let's see uh and that's that's smart i you know like i said i see both sides but i don't blame him yeah yeah i don't blame him either just saying you know it's funny um Let's see what else. Uh, okay, we did that. Uh, oh, uh, so leaks on the email alleges racism um, and uh, some sexism. Um, let me see here. Close. Go back. All right, browser's moving a little slow right now. Um, just take your time, browser. I mean, what? it's just embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> in front of all these people mm-hmm. just got people randomly waiting okay here's another person that got voted whack rapper g Dep. check this out check this out i go by the name go by the name of p motherfucking motherfucking yeah, yeah. He goes by the name, by the name of, 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 I never knew it took this long for the fucking song to start. Six minutes and 30 seconds. All right, here we go. Um, <clears throat> buried among emails, among thousands of messages in the mailbox of Sony Pictures Chief Counsel Leah Well, is a long, upsetting accusation of abuse. The claim comes from a former female employee on top of top Sony executive Keith Legoy and details years of threats, insults, racism, and nasty harassment. The email sent to Will... Sony Pictures Chairman Michael Linton and Sony Pictures Television President Steve Mosco comes just three days after the employee was terminated. Oh. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can uh, make this bigger. Shit, this might be a lawsuit. Hello, Michael, Stephen, Leah. Yesterday, three days after returning from being on leave for two and a half months, filing a workers' comp claim, having been harassed, retaliated, and discriminated against, I was fired. The reason caller Forgham uh gave me was the following because of all this stuff that's been going on keith doesn't want you on his desk some of the stuff of which she speaks is worker comp leave complaining of harassment and retaliation working on a project that keith sanctioned and complimented me for working on in my review asking keith for my admin four title which is the title for the job i have done for almost three years and asking about having equal opportunity both written and verbally jessica paris is in possession of the original sign and one signed copy should you require them it's possible that they read this this letter the day before yesterday um and it said what follows a long statement of wrongdoing aimed at lagoy 
to our concern i worked for executives at sony for approximately seven years the last five plus of which have been in the international distribution assisting keith lagoy my experience in the international distribution department has been marred by dis- disparate and unfair treatment in promotion and hiring practices harassment retaliation bullying women name calling offensive language threats blocking my advancement and transfers withholding information to paint a negative opinion maligning unsolicited hugs and invitations resulting in sexual harassment and drinking during work hours in the office Oh, despite my repeated conversations and complaints, filings with ethics and HR, nothing has been done to abate the problematic environment. In fact, it has returned to the level of hostility it was in January 2009. We should add that the discriminatory practices in our department are now grossly evident. Uh, before I joined international distribution at Sony, my childhood passion for TV had been home by working with, for a tough partner at William Morris and SVP at Lionsgate and assisting an ex- executive in legal at Sony. Sony. Despite my experience, bilingual ability and four year degree, Monica Howe, a Caucasian fa- female who has less sensor- sincer- seniority than I, no four year degree, far less entertainment experience by her own admission, work less for her two SVPs than I did for my busy EVP and had less of an overall contribution to the office was promoted to analyst in our department within 18 months leapfrogging over me. So the situation is a Caucasian person promoted twice above the more experienced, more senior African-American person and African-American who has yet to get the title for the job she actually does. My cases are isolated. My African-American tub mate works for the same SVP now EVP who promoted Monica in 18 months has not given her the African-American assistant the classification for the job she is doing, admin three. The only other African-American in our department in the last 10 years was Paul Bledsoe, who was laid off in 2009 after 10 years as a manager. I asked to take over some of his duties and learn more and was rebuffed. Another Caucasian was hired five months later. Additionally, in 2011, I have not received a bonus, nor has the only other African-American in our department. I would guess that is uh, that in our thriving department, everyone else, including the assistant who received the preferential treatment from her SVP boss, left the company after one and a half years on the heels of her SVP yelling at the other African-American assistant for an innocuous email she sent to his pampered assistant. Also received a bonus. In 2010, when Keith left for vacation, having negotiated and signed everyone's deals and increased its increases except mine, I called the new HR partner, Jessica Paris, to inquire, and I said parenthetically, He's still he's still retaliating against me for having reported his harassing me. She laughed, thinking I was joking, or perhaps she knew and just didn't find it valuable. Oh. In January 2009, Keith harassed me by yelling at me, charging at my desk for dialing instructions after providing them. I hastened out, and he chased blo- he chased and blocked my exit, threatened me not to take overtime in front of several witnesses. I was terrified. This anger was in retaliation for my having reported him to the ethics hotline three weeks later when he called me fucking useless and slammed his computer down for emphasis in front of a female VP. I reported it to all, reported all the ethics and he received little more than a slap on the wrist harassment training for half a day at HR counseling, a continuing pattern of abuse, harassment, misogyny, and homophobia emphasis added, uh, bill Keith bullied and threatened me and bullied Natalie Garcia, threatened her not to poach his assistant bullied in the open Mark Marie Jacobson about his money, but she brought him back to his office and rifle and rifle back admonishing him for his temper tantrum. And that ended their previously close relationship. He bullied LaDon for ambassador services and me on July 6, 26, 2011, the very day. And within 15 minutes of my informing him that I might have a serious illness, I had to go to the hospital for my oncologist. 
Keith agreed that I should go, but first get Ambassador Services on the line about his passport renewal. He was leaving for a vacation in a week and needed his passport renewal expedited. I had done so four weeks earlier because they hadn't fulfilled their promise. They blamed me for having given him the wrong expectations. He agreed, but the website confirmed my explanation. He had a tantrum banging on the desk, stomping his feet, yelling at both LaDon and me, don't interrupt me while I'm ranting. Then he bullied, yelled, and cut off LaDonna's as she attempted to give him the exceptions and rules to the one-year temporary passport he would need for the British consulate. This kind of bullying was reserved for women. Hmm. I'm offended by the language and manner that Keith speaks to me and uses at the constant F word, his derogatory language, once called uh, calling a married president a fucking faggot and another high-level executive a dyke. 40-year-old women need tits regarding a high-executive was that before or after she wiped the coke off her upper lip? Accused another married high-level executive of sexual dalliances with an international star, his own indiscretions, and calling me a bitch, referring to me as dumb bitch, and calling me queen bitch in the open for years, despite my telling him that it is his covert and now overt way of calling me a bitch. His response to me is, it the shoe fits. Mm. I, I asked him and demanded that he stopped, complained about, most of the above to HR and little happened. The beginnings of sexual abuse occurred in 2007. We asked me to join him while he serenaded HR operations manager in the dimmed office. I refused him twice, said that I had an abundance of work to complete. The final time he asked, he offered me a uh, view click out. I don't know what that is with HR. I told him in no uncertain terms, I don't drink. Oh, so somehow alcohol. He yelled, slapping at me. And then, then you're not on my team. Initially, it seemed like a joke. Later, it became apparent with the comments, like, I'm imperious. Then he began calling me a bitch in so many incarnations, and that became de rigueur in the office. The letter ends with an almost resigned note of fear and despair. I'm afraid that as a result of this written complaint, I'll be the target of further retaliation. My concerns have been communicated to HR. My work environment has not improved. I need someone to protect me from Keith. Thanks for your assistance. Oh, that's a lawsuit. And what is this, fucking madman? Um, uh, right. I mean, well, that's the thing, man. The, the, um, uh, privilege and the just pure ignorance that some people operate with in their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like I've always hated, one of the things I hated about the office was these people who had this idea of as a man running around ranting and being a- a- angry all the time and mm-hmm. bullying your, your, your people that work Swing for you and work with around. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That somehow that adds to manliness, but when women do it, she's a bitch and you know, needs to be fired. You know, it's so like, it's, it's like, it's like, so somehow being temperamental is like a strength in the office. And I never understood that. Like Me. that, that kind of behavior should not be rewarded. I don't know what industry, that's supposed to be acceptable in, but you know, everybody thinks they're fucking Ari from, uh, from, uh, entourage. Correct. And I've, I've seen it happen before. And I was, uh, uh, upper management boss was talking to an employee and that's thing, you know, you heard his voice like rise. You literally could hear it through the floor. And I was like, well, God damn, yeah. you know, and, and it's just one of those things where it's disrespectful and it's, and it's disrespectful. And it also shows yo, cause, cause the department, the reflection of the department starts from the management and it kind of trickles down. So it's just one of those things where if your upper management is assholes, all your supervisors and everybody up underneath them gonna be assholes and it just kind of floats down from there. And a lot of times it makes departments stressful because a lot of those people aren't very pleasant to be around and pleasant to work with. And it's just one of those things where it creates this, uh, 
horrible working environment then they wonder why a lot of times they can't keep people you have high turnover rate and all that shit because people don't want to deal with that especially with the economy um um kind of recovering people's like fuck that i would go somewhere where where i'm treated like somebody mm-hmm. i don't have to deal with it yeah i just don't get why people consider that good leadership in the first place i don't um but it's just amazing <clears throat> that that happens thousands flood the street of dc and new york city to protest police brutality mm. and there was a lot of people man i think people underestimate how bad people are like i think people just think that they really thought that this was just going to go away like i think a lot of people did but i think because of the video because people just people period have empathy and sympathy for a human life regardless of the color of of skin and not only that people all over the world i think social media is making uh for the first time america have to look at itself and the shit that we criticize other people for the shit that we go over there and fight quote unquote for their democracy and their freedoms and their right that same shit we don't even apply that to our own citizens so we're actually hypocrites but when you tell people that people don't want to hear that bullshit but that's true how can you go over to another country that you don't know a motherfucking thing about can't even speak the goddamn language to tell them how to run shit when you don't know how to run shit in your own fucking country uh there's some white people in the front in this picture so obviously that's wrong um but um yeah the um new york post reported that uh 300 new yorkers traveled to dc to join protests there and that was led by reverend al sharpton the the dc protest um um it's funny because already there's dissension and and there's for black people we've known there's been dissension um for a long time anyway if you've been paying attention but um apparently young the younger and i don't even like they're deeming them young i, I would say like almost newer and outside yeah a lot of them in their better. 20s um but the younger um protesters are kind of separating and upset with reverend al sharpton uh many feel he's co-opting their movement uh he should play the background maybe provide operational support if anything uh word on the street is harry Belafonte is providing like report in the background for these kids um these younger people um and i don't say kids because compared to al sharpton because he old but um you know and i do think there's something to the fact that the changing of the guard never really took place with black leadership but no, it didn't. it's funny though because for years black people have said they don't want leaders you know we don't want a leader of the black people we don't want al sharpton as spokesman of the black people we don't want jesse jackson as spokesman of black people because they want to speak for ourselves right and um it's presented some very interesting quandaries for me because you know these younger people um that are new and i wonder what their aspirations are like correct you know we i think ultimately we have ferguson we have you know mike brown we have Tamir, right? Like we have some cer- some certain things going on just for right now. Mm-hmm. But what what's their plan for like three years from now? Yeah. But- what is their plan if something happens in Florida? Are they gonna fly down there? Like how Sharpton does? Are they gonna right. um, start forming their own coalitions? And are, are they are they gonna think about forming? You know, 
you know nonprofits. Uh, you know like these are legit questions to ask because yes, i feel like part of the reasons al sharpton and these guys are scrutinized so heavily um is because they consider insiders and i think they i think that's a legitimate uh point that they are insiders they you know al sharpton can get up can get president obama on the phone these these kids really can't correct or these these young people really can't they until um i mean the president did legitimize many of them and meet with them but you know many of them went right to twitter and talked shit about the president talked shit about al sharpton after this meeting while it's understandable it does kind of reek of a certain rawness like this might not be the best way to pursue something you know um or what like what is your ultimate goal like Mm. what is the thing that you want um and it's gonna be interesting to see what that is because while uh you know in a certain extent everybody's kind of rooting for these people Mm -hmm. uh it's also one of those things where they haven't really had the scrutiny yet that you get from actually being like in the the forefront right like they're not going through your tax records your criminal record they're not right going through your history they're not shaking you down fox Fox news isn't running a segment on like you know hey she's she's got a kid and the baby daddy is in prison like they're not doing that you're not being audited like it's it's a lot behind it and also these are very uh legitimate uh questions too because once time moves on and like you say and the next incident happened and people come looking for you like after a while once you become the face of things people will begin to look at you people will begin to call you and email you people will begin to, to ask you for help people will begin to ask you for to support like this is the kind of shit that Al Shopton constantly deals with will you be prepared or will you be like well nah I'm just here for this incident because this directly affect me fuck all these other situations like I, I, I don't you know you don't know how people are going to respond but you know it's like one of those things where you have to be prepared for the long haul because when it comes to social justice social rights fighting for any major cause like this the number one thing it takes and people have a tendency to overlook is money it takes a lot of goddamn money not only money it takes a lot of money a lot of people a lot of volunteers a lot of countless hours you know and, and it's not an easy task to do um it's not easy to constantly be on the ground. It's not easy to constantly march and constantly protest. And, and this is one of those things where people forget there's always two sides, quote unquote, in our country, not every story. So as time goes along, you begin to be the face and the forefront and you begin to fight for these causes. It's like, like you said, are you going to be willing to deal with the scrutiny? Are you going to be willing to deal with being on the front page of things and people questioning your character, questioning your family's character, questioning your history? Uh, your your criminal record if you have one questioning you know your children are you going to be able to handle these things because this goes along with the territory when you put yourself to the forefront of anything especially when you're talking about social causes or social injustices are you going to be able to deal with constantly being interviewed constantly being phone called when something happens going well hey this situation over here well we haven't heard from you you know are you going to be willing to deal with the same criticism that you give Al Shopton and Jesse Jackson are you going 
going to be willing to deal with it because when it's you, all of a sudden, it's an excuse. All of a sudden, you know, it's a reason why you can't do this and why you can't do that. But you don't want to extend that same empathy and sympathy to other people that have been through these things. Not that they're right on all on everything they do because I don't agree with everything they do either. But also, whenever you're doing things, you do need to consult people and have people help guide you along the way, even though the ultimate choice and decision is yours because nobody knows all the answers and they can help you help prevent you being pitfalls you know do you have people to to help you uh do public relations do you have people to sit down and help you say the right things on interviews when you go on these things like this shit costs money and i, I think people are underestimating uh what all it takes to do this because like i say i'm on the outside looking in but i do understand that it takes a lot it takes a whole lot more than people are willing to to say that it takes yeah i just think also um you know are, is that something they even want to do because people are, people are asking all these questions and assuming that this is what they want to do and it might not and be. some people got mad, uh, a dude got mad at me for just asking like do y'all know that you know uh netta or awkward duck that that's that's what they want to do with their lives is like dedicated to fighting civil rights forever like they want to you know hey i'm i'm not planning on going you know, uh, having a career in anything else, you know, like, mm -hmm. do they want to set up a national action network type style thing? They like, might not. We, we don't know. Like right. these problems landed on their front doorstep and a lot of people took leadership roles and they like organized, but mm -hmm. you know, people are just kind of assuming that they're going to follow the same path. Uh, and we don't know that. And also, you know, they do have less, uh, scrutiny on what they do because it's like they're Correct. not considered, you know, uh, necessarily, um, uh, they're not really being considered as of yet the quote unquote enemy, which I think Al Sharpton catches it from both sides because you have, right. you know, these younger people who are like, I'm not, you know, he's never reached out and really like embraced us and he's never really tried to give a, avail us of his resources and let us do our thing, which you know, I, which I can understand from both sides. I can understand why he would be like, I built this network. I'm not ever handing it over to someone else because they have a cause. Like, I'll help you. I'll join your cause. I will, uh, you know, provide my face and my resources. Mm -hmm. He uh, has that right. But, but at the same time, I also understand people being like, well, if you think we have a good cause, why don't you just sit back and let us talk and like we've been doing? It's obviously risen to your awareness. You know, like I could get both. Me too. Um, but, uh, he faced heavy criticism in the days leading up to, uh, the rally in Washington, D.C. Primary concern among critics is what appears to be the purposeful distancing of Saturday's march from the revolutionary movement that began in August after the state sanctioned shooting death of 18 year old Michael Brown by former Ferguson police officer Darren Wilson while simultaneously benefiting from his momentum. Um, uh, and this has been the thing going on. I remember when, uh, can't remember who it was, uh, Steen, uh, Steen Fox, I think, on Twitter started this, hey, what were you wearing when you got sexually assaulted trend? And the media hopped on it. They thought they were helping. Many of them were like, hey, look what's happening on Twitter. This is so powerful. And then it's like they had to go back, and she was like, I didn't vet this. You guys didn't interview me. You guys didn't um, talk about which women wanted their shit out there and which women didn't. They didn't give you permission to be in this article. Nope. And then it became a huge argument over, hey, what is public and with the media, what can be published, what can't, what what ethically and morally is incorrect, what you know, like all this shit. Mm -hmm. 
um because people do kind of like hop on this viral the viralness of these movements and they go all right you know now it's my turn i'll take over from here um so i could understand the offense on the parties who were like we organize all this stuff uh for new york and whatnot and now here you go with your dc march on the same day trying to take some type of uh you know credit for it uh though there were moments of great emotion during saturday's justice for all march particularly when the families of trayvon martin tamir rice aki Gurley, uh jonathan crawford uh the third and amadou diallo uh, brown and garner voiced their gratitude for sharpton and the sea of supporters who have kept their loved ones names alive this is another reason i hate see the end fight and i understand it's gonna just be necessary and certain people they're not polished enough yet you know they're gonna learn i think some people will look back and regret some of this shit some people are gonna look back and be like i'm glad i stood up to that motherfucker but it sucks because at the end of this it's a real tragedy and if the assumption is that everyone's trying to help it sucks that it's become a fight about who's trying to help in what ways. Cause correct. You know, the families are there and here we have a, a fight about who should be getting credit for, for this, you know, which is sad. It's sad on both sides. It's sad that someone would try to take the credit. And it's sad that at that moment you have to fight for it, you know, correct. The criticism that has followed the event largely proved to be true. And young protesters all the way from Ferguson, Missouri made sure to let the world know it. Janetta uh lz 25 an activist on the ground of ferguson in st louis who has emerged the leading voice in the movement stormed the stage with other young protesters after um national action network officials reportedly denied them access when i caught up with uh, lz via phone after the march she said that they came to participate in a protest not be denied access to a vip section when we got there Two people from National National Action Network told us we need a VIP pass or a press pass to sit on the ledge, said LZ in disbelief. The frustration still resonated in her voice. If it's a protest, why do we need a VIP pass? LZ's friend and protester Erica Toten uh, got them both a pass to be on the program. They gave us badges but didn't write our names down. They never intended to let us speak. So when Erica said, uh, so when Erica said to follow her on stage, we did. I was glad to get the support. Um, I guess it's a vine. Um, uh, where I guess people took the stage. Okay. So yeah, they had to, uh, they, they bum rushed the stage and, uh, got the audience to be like, Hey, let, give them a chance to speak too. You know, they did all this groundwork and here you guys are kind of, mushing them to the side right appropriating their movement correct according to lz once she finally did get a chance to speak they cut her microphone oh i was glad to get support of some of the crowd who chanted let them speak one lady in the crowd said i was being disrespectful i think it's disrespectful that black people are getting killed every 28 hours so what they're telling me does not matter it's not our job to convince them that all black lives matter uh lz's feelings can't come from a place that has always been I hope I'm pronouncing the names right, but, uh, has always been part of every civil rights movement for every peaceful speech given by Martin Luther King. There's an image of gun told Malcolm X peeking out the window. Both are extreme narratives in the same fight. In the months that followed Brown's death, the rallying cry, hands up, don't shoot, was quickly joined by I Can't Breathe. The last word spoken by 43 year old Staten Island father of six, Eric Garner. Uh, when it was determined that NYPD officer Daniel Pantaleo, um, would face no consequences in Garner's death. Um, 
So, uh, this, so she goes on to say, this is a generation of black activists for whom rage is something to be neither quieted nor shamed in the face of continued assaults on black lives. When I asked LZ about the future of the movement, she said, despite challenges that young people have no direction, they're doing what they've been doing since the beginning. There's coalition building happening. There are things happening all the time. We're working to make sure officers are held accountable for still trying to use the five second rule. LZ continued, everything just takes time. We're attacking it um, from all levels. In short, there will be no more business as usual. Business as usual is the refusal to acknowledge, uh, the primary function of peaceful protests is to allow some white people to feel safe in the face of black rage. Uh, business as usual is to hold a march on the nation's capital against police brutality and not mention the name of one black woman who's been killed by police. What the Ferguson organizers proved today is that the streets of the nation's capital, they, uh, well, they will shut it down, that business as usual will not go unchallenged. And, as, and for that, I salute them. I think we all should. So, uh, And that was written by you. Kirsten West Savilli uh, on the route. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, there's an obvious, like, you know, there's an obviously obvious disconnect between yeah. old guard and the new guard uh, and what the new guard is even going to be or look like. It's going to be interesting to see the transition of criticism Yes, um, from Al Sharpton to them because, like, I think what people don't realize is once you, you know, it's not how they go, like, to, you want to beat a man, you got to beat the man. Like once you become the man, you gotta you take you get you get it from both barrels too, you know. Correct, and like I said, it's when you go through this transition, the changes two sides. You have a a lot of uh, older people that don't want to relinquish power. They don't want to give it up. Right. They feel like, how dare you come in here and tell us how to run shit? We've been doing it like this for years. But you also have to look at it from the youth perspective, too. They've been, okay, we have done it y'all way and nothing has changed. We have set back and not said nothing. We have, you know, let this abuse happen and not said anything. But it's not dialing it down. All the talking, all the negotiating, all the meetings, all the emails, all the phone calls. And I still have to look and watch people die. You know, and it's one of those things where... I am proud of youth stepping up and saying, I will not uh, stand for this. And there has to be another way. And the thing is like, there's different ways. Everybody might not be a quote unquote person that has a voice, but you know what? They do the best that they can. But in that process, it's still a learning curve and all that stuff. And I think that instead of both sides learning from each other, it's almost like a, excuse me, a young versus old thing. The old people going, fuck you young people, the young people going, fuck you old people, when actually they actually need each other, but it's hard to get people to get to that point when you don't even agree on how things should be handled. Well, you know what's funny to me is I don't think, I think people are framing it as young versus old, and I think that's a big mistake. I think it's outsiders versus insiders. People with influence that have a way and access to power brokers that have you know and i think that's a big part of this now the young the youth part of it is more about inexperience than it is youth like you know you're you're now angling for a level of influence that you've never had before and there's quote-unquote rules to this influence and you're like fuck those rules correct which i think traditionally i feel like that means you will ultimately always be marginalized because you do have to quote unquote play the game in certain areas to get on. Like 
That's sad, like, but like true. If you, yes. Like if you bum rush the stage, they cut your mic. If the audience starts chanting, they cut the footage. If you, you know, like there, there's always gonna be a way that they go. No, you're you're your own worst enemy, and that that's why you know we're not gonna feature you. You know, I'm not saying it's right. right obviously, either. I don't think it is, Mm-mm. but. You know, I, I feel like that's a huge part of this is, you know, you're not playing the game to get in to whatever. And their point is we don't have to play the game. Right. You know, and they, and they have and they and I would think it would be more powerful if they could combine. But I think they're diametrically opposed on certain things. I think if you added the social media aspect of what has uh, gone on with Ferguson to the some of the old guards like um older ways antique ways of like communicating and mm-hmm. and gathering people and shit it would be dope but it's, it's a huge disconnect between them and the community because i think to a large part they're kind of scared of that anger and fear and these new people that don't want to play by the rules of hey let's all go meet at the church right in our suits and yeah, you know could they feel like why why should i uh, waste my time doing these things and nothing's changed. Well, part of it is weird because part of it is that racism is not a black problem to solve. No, it's not. And the, the, the old way is look, show white people that you're not threatening. Correct. And then white people will change because white mm-hmm. people have to change. It's not us. And the new way is like, fuck that. We will scare these motherfuckers into doing what we say if it's, you know, like we ready, like we're tired of this shit. We don't care. Be scared if you're going to be scared, but give us our rights. And I think that's what you, you know, you get into it. And you know, there's a lot of people speaking in platitudes. One dude told me, cause I said, we don't know what these people want yet, like mm-hmm. out of life. Like they're still figuring it out. Right. We all are at that age. And, and then, um, the guy was like, they want what all young people want freedom. And I was like, well, if we're not going to have a real conversation, conversation. Then I can move on. Yeah, because they're young. Who knows? Yeah, Four I mean, but that's just now they might decide to step out and do something completely. Yeah, different. that's just speaking in platitudes. Well, they all want equality. Okay, cool. Well, that that fine. You know what I mean? But that's not that's not a specific. That's not right. how you're gonna get it. That's no. not you know. I'm I'm talking specifics. Maybe they want to start an organization. Maybe mm-hmm. they want to uh you know start fundraising. Maybe they want to travel around and um. You know, do, do think do the things Sharpton was doing, but do it their own way. Like Correct. maybe they want to, you know, speak for families and offer their services. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You right. know, I just I, I just think it sucks that that they. I think it sucks that a lot of young people feel like Al Sharpton is the enemy. Correct. And I think I think it sucks that a lot of young people feel like the president is the enemy. I do too. And I think it sucks that a lot of people feel like Jesse Jackson is the enemy. Um. Because, you know, uh, while I could understand disagreeing with some of the stuff that they've done. Me too. I can't really get behind th- them being like. Just flat the, out the enemy. Like, yeah. Like, because like, to me, like, so th- that's the same shit that Republicans say. That's the same reason mm-hmm. that conservatives hate these people. That's the same reason that, you know, it's, it you, just seems like and, it seems like the message to me is don't become. um don't don't become good at um uh, at being successful in areas of social justice because once you do it's just about taking you down too from both sides yeah and it got to be frustrating because when, when when people say that it 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 somewhat upsets me because you're going well fuck all the good causes fuck all the progress they've made 
fuck all you know some of the laws and some of the legislation some of the some of the freedoms that you have are due to a lot of these people marching and protesting and all this shit so when you go that you go fuck all that but it's one of those things where you depend on your age you weren't even around when a lot of this with the bulk when they did the bulk of their activism so it's just one of those things where I don't understand everybody's activism is going to be different, but just like the youth don't want their activism being marginalized, old people don't want their activism being marginalized, and they also feel like you're just going to push, push them to the side and forget about them and forget about all the things that they've done. Also, like, they didn't set the groundwork for some of the things that you're doing right now. Yeah, and but I can, you know, like I said, I can understand the frustration. I can too. Um, it just kind of all sucks. Um uh, and I give that a hundred because I feel fucked with. I'm not gonna sing the song. We gotta move on. Of course. Uh, R&B star Jeremy. Everybody keeps going. Nah, right, it's Jeremiah. It's Jeremy. I'm right. Y'all are wrong. <laughs> he doesn't know how to pronounce his own name. Uh, him and two others are facing charges in New Jersey after one of the men allegedly opened a door to a boarding ramp at an airport after it had been closed to prepare for takeoff. <laughs> The Port Authority police say a member of the 27-year-old Don't Tell Them Singers party tried to open the door Friday in an attempt to get his tardy fellow travelers on board a Phoenix-bound flight. Jeremy, who police identify as, ta-da, Jeremy Felton. I was right. His name is Jeremy. His mama named him Jeremy. I'm named Jeremy. He was charged with disorderly conduct and obstruction of uh, administration of law. A second man faces the same charges while a third is charged with defiant trespass for allegedly opening the door. Spokesman for Port Authority Police say all three men were released without incident, ordered to appear before a judge. An email to a representative at his label, Def Jam, was not immediately returned. So, yeah, Jeremy fucking up. Mm-hmm. You should charge him. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's uh play our game. Uh, where's my music mm-hmm. we got about 20 minutes oh well no we might get stretched about 25 let's uh are we gonna do cosby no we're okay. not gonna do cosby we go we got to play these games karen and uh we don't have time for cosby today we'll do some tomorrow with Rhett. okay um i'm sure Rhett probably thinks he's innocent um all right <laughs> i bet she does let's play uh actually let's play one fucking with black people fucking with these black people we're just fucking with these blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time for fucking with black people you guys know you hate it i hate it too um let's go ahead and give me a number from the chat room uh from one to about 25 and uh we will use that number to play a story that we all will hate 25 said lord jesus let's see um five Eight, eleven, fourteen, seventeen, no, fourteen, sixteen, nineteen, twenty-one. Wow, there really are twenty-five. Twenty-four, twenty-five. Ridley Scott addresses Exodus casting controversy. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. He said Egypt uh let me see, wait, what did he say? He says, uh, I can't mount a film on of this budget. Uh, where I have to rely on tax rebates in Spain and say that my lead actor is Mohammed so-and-so from such-and-such. 
I'm just go- not going to get it financed. So the question doesn't even come up. Um, so what do you think about that, Karen? <laughs> uh, that's a hundred and that's a hundred um, for me too. Everybody's racist. Yeah, yeah, uh, fuck really, Scott. He wrong. Um, not about the budget shit, but the dismissive Muhammad so and so and from such and such. Right, you can't do that. You couldn't name one brown person. You couldn't name one. Mm-mm. And you just Muhammad so and so. Like there's no fucking good actors that could that look Egyptian in uh or Muslim in fucking uh Hollywood. Right. It's such a dismissive thing to say. Oh, I agree. In that area. I agree that the problem is that uh, audiences are racist not necessarily just hollywood correct and that the film would not be able to get a budget that did if it didn't have a mainstream big name big lead actor i agree it, it may be will smith or denzel but like you're not gonna find a you're not gonna be able to cast a relatively unknown actor to, for the part i get that um but not casting a person of color uh is the lead in this to me says you're not really about historical accuracy um and the other part of this i have a problem with uh i was talking to this guy last night on twitter he's a film um he's actually like a a, a, like a movie producer or filmmaker or something like that Mm -hmm. and he was saying how he i said that uh i don't want to see uh blade runner 2 i've seen blade runner 1 i thought it was terrible and he kind of was you know a bit dismissive of me like why i didn't have cgi and action i was like not really that's part of you know the thing for me isn't the cgi i did think the action was bad i thought the acting was wooden uh the conceit that you have to give that the the harrison ford's character uh deckard falls in love with the special robot lady Mm -hmm. just didn't work for me like that's a 1980 movie 1981 i think so um my problem but i realized as i was talking to him my problem was actually much much deeper than that mm-hmm. it's also directed by ridley scott Ridley scott doesn't understand race and he doesn't understand how much it means and that movie is basically a slave movie about slave uprising um and we're we're watching a person whose lens of white privilege is incapable of seeing it from any other angle so in his mind it's Harrison Ford meets the good slave and decides to save her while killing Nat Turner. And Nat Turner's the fucking hero. You know what I mean? Like Nat Turner is the guy that we all should be, his, Roy, um, he's the guy that we all should be rooting for because he's basically saying you can't keep creating us, uh, robots or, you know, fake life for life. Um, what do you call it? Like, uh, cyborgs. Mm-hmm. You can't keep creating us cyborgs, giving us sentience and all this shit. And then, basically uh making us die by um by uh giving us a a life cycle that kills us off and drives us crazy and then you know they they have these cops who just basically they go around as bounty hunters killing the robots and so the story becomes well harrison ford meets uh the one robot and lady and he feels empathy for and falls in love and they go off and live in a fucking tent for the rest of their lives and that's supposed to be a happy ending that's the end of the movie meanwhile i think if you would have had a director of color a director who had some sort of uh at least understanding of race and the role that it plays that movie should be about a slave uprising mm-hmm. that movie is really about you know the fact that 
the dominant society views people as views these robot people as less than human and only for manufacturing and 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 simple tasks but they gave them the same sentience that uh, a person deserves and you know it's kind of gets to that that theme of i think therefore i am now those themes are kind of in the movie but they're not really what the movie is about right and that's the problem with the fucking movie so i've never liked that movie you know um it just missed the point it feels like a wasted opportunity to me all that to go back to say really scott doesn't get race Mm-mm. and that's why that fucking movie is not good to me and that's why um or it's just extremely flawed and i don't like it and that's why he would say some dumb shit like this because mm-hmm, yeah you would only say that out of ignorance yeah you just don't understand like fine like oh you know if i just get muhammad so-and-so like that's not what people are asking you no that's not you know and you, that's being dismissive to what they're even asking yeah you claim this is a historically accurate fucking bible movie which you know quotations all around put the words you want to put quotations around but you, you're also you know completely ignoring race in this and you know that's that's the height of white privilege right there um let's play our other game okay um now that is time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that is time for some guest the race that's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. They are racist as hell. Yes, they are. Um, Let's see, how about this one? A father has been charged in the death of his son. Oh, shit. A four-year-old son. Um, What is his name? Joseph Blocker is his name. The police are trying to figure out exactly what happened inside a Garland home after a four-year-old was found dead with injuries from a washing machine. Tonight, Shit. the boy's father, Joseph Blocker, is charged with capital murder. He called 911 to report that his son was unconscious, but when rescuers arrived, they say Coda Blocker was already dead. Neighbors are stunned. It's horrible. It's heartbreaking. Um, I don't know how anyone could ever harm another person. And to harm a child, an innocent child, they're innocent. They're God's little angels. Detectives believe the family's front-loading washing machine played a part in the little boy's death. They say someone has to shut the door and then push a button to start the machine. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, I don't guess know the race. About that. My, I watch machine old. I watch <clears throat> machine front load. Baby probably couldn't even climb his ass in there. Guess the race of Joseph Blocker. Well, Karen, you, so you're assuming that the, the baby killed himself by climbing in there? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, they, they're saying that, that somebody has to push the door and hit the button. I say because the way ours is, the baby wouldn't even have been able to climb into it. If the baby child climbed into it, he probably put the baby in there. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he probably killed the, They're accusing him of killing the kid. Not, <laughs> this has nothing to do with how a kid would get in there. He, I mean, he, he throw the kid in there. <laughs> he put that baby in there and said, you know what? I'm, I want you to dry them diapers out. Damn. Let's check the chat room for the guesses. Um, whiter than sheets, fresh out of the dryer. Mm. <laughs> Star is the lead actor in Ridley Scott's Adrian Peterson story. Oh, guess that's uh, white. Little house on the prairie. Um, wash white. 
hand wash white white he uses bleach because it gets your whites whiter white white he had access to the sun and the washing machine whiter than the bleach he would have he would have to use as white as that washing machine he found out his son wasn't his and was a half-breed mulatto white white permanent press cracker cub the correct answer is he is white let me put this picture in the chat for you guys so you can see what joseph blocker looks like uh but you guys all got that right um and say don't mix your whites with your colors um yeah that would tell you that's what they say uh let me see if i can find okay here's one political activist amy elizabeth barnes has been war- awarded one hundred thousand dollars this week for shouting fuck the police Following her 2012 arrest by shouting expletives that cops claimed incited an immediate breach of the peace, Barnes was arrested by police Easter 2012. She reportedly rode her bike past two police officers who were questioning a black suspect outside of a convenience store. She shouted, Cop police suck and fuck the police. Give them, them the bird and rode off. Police followed and arrested her. They came after me like it was some action movie, she told WSB TV. The TV station also reports that following Barnes' arrest, she was placed in solitary confinement for 23 hours. Shit. Yeah. These motherfuckers were not fucking around, were they? Mrs. Miss Barnes' comments to the police may have been offensive, but no one in the United States of America should be chased down and arrested for their free speech, Barnes' lawyer, Anthony Counts, told the Atlantic Journal-Constitution. The officers argued that it was a bad neighborhood and you shouldn't disrespect the police because it could create issues. The activist was acquitted in a criminal trial against Cobb County last year with the judge pointing out that Barnes never confronted the officers. The evidence at trial showed the defendant was not engaged in a face-to-face confrontation with the officers, which tended to incite an immediate breach of the peace when the words were spoken. Judge Melody Clayton wrote in her judgment of the criminal trial. In addition, the word suck used in an epithet is now common um, enough in modern society that it cannot reasonably provoke a threat of violence. The defendant's uh, uh, other statement, fuck the police, was a fleeting epithet that was insulting and inappropriate, but it did not create an immediate threat to danger of violence. Guess the race of Amy Elizabeth Barnes, who's now $100,000 richer for saying fuck the police. This nigga don't got it bad because she ain't brown, white. White, if she was black, she would be dead. Oh, mm-hmm. she'd be playing by Angela Bassett's black. She'll be played by Angela Bassett black. She didn't fit the description. So her arrest was delayed. White anti and anarchist in training white whiter than the Sony execs email and Kwanzaa cards. Oh, that's Lord Jeeves. One who says fuck the police and gets paid for it. Impossible white woman, Latino, black and the Jada fires areolas. The correct answer is she was a white woman. A few of you did miss it, though. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I you were thinking. Black and Latinos. And the clue was, of course, only a white person can get paid for saying fuck the police. Come on. <laughs> Niggas would be rich as shit. I'd be walking down the street talking about fuck the police right now. 
If I thought I could do that shit, I mean, come on. Uh, let's go to the bonus round. Where's my bonus round music? Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the point, double the race for guess the race uh in the bonus round so far everybody's all over the place let's see where they go uh here's a story about a girl who took some money from her grandmama and took a cross-country cab ride trust when don't have a diagnosis we but have- first let's get the advertisement uh about somebody having issues i don't know what the fuck that ad was for the phone man wound care okay there you go uh, Boys, you know, just think the worst. Terrifying moments when family members woke up to find 11-year-old Alexis Waller gone. I just thought maybe some some guy had come and scooped her up. Alexis swiped $10,000 in cash from her grandmother's sock drawer. In the middle of the night, she snuck out, walked to a Bryant gas station, and hitched a ride from a stranger to Little Rock. From there, she called a taxi. He didn't really ask anything. He just asked where I needed to go. She wanted to go see a boy she met on vacation and kept in touch with over the last two years. Oh. I said, I need to go to Jacksonville four days. Like, do you have money? I'm like, yes. When Bryant police got a frantic call from the parents, they dropped everything and began a search. After obtaining cell phone records, police discovered Alexis's call to the cab company. Soon they were on the phone with the driver, who told them they were just outside Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I'm actually glad I got found because I knew I made a mistake after a while and I didn't have a phone. Her parents drove nine hours through the night to pick her up. When they finally laid eyes on her, they were angry but also relieved. At the same time you have, you know, the rest of her life to punish her and uh, you just, you know, you just want to, you just want to hug her and just love her because you got her back. You know, that's what's important. Um, all right. So guess the race of Alexis Waller, uh, who stole $10,000 and ran away. A cab picked her up and her parents didn't beat her ass white, says Marcus Ford. Uh, taxi actually came to pick her up. Police parents actually searched for her white. We know niggas can't catch cabs white. Driving little uh-huh. Miss Daisy, driving little Miss Daisy White, <laughs> uh, Honey Boo Boo's Cross Country Odyssey, Future Romantic Comedy Protagonist White, Justin Bieber fan White, White no black grandma has ten thousand dollars sitting around White because a black granny would have killed that girl, pristine precious little Becky if she were black her parents would have whooped her ass on sight, White as fuck ten grand disposable income cash White the correct answer is you all got it. It was white. Everybody involved was white. Yeah, they uh, they drove nine hours and killed that child. Hold on, hold on. Been doing this show a long time, Karen. You got another way for the clap. Now, what are you saying? My bad. They were like, they, their family drove nine hours, and now we really have to report a murder. I know. <laughs> they snatched her soul out of her chest. We didn't even know dollars. that was possible. Um, right. But so. I realize she seems not to be injured. She's just not speaking. She's breathing. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, ten thousand dollars stolen from grandma. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all right. Before we get out of here, 
um we got some sore ratchetness and also i wanted to play uh apparently keenan had another hit last night on uh that that on that uh snl karen okay all right here we go Sucked. I mean, my buddies got busted for drinking in the parking lot. Santa's not bringing me anything this year. Ah, oh, don't worry about it, man. You'll always get a visit from something, Claus. Who's that? Yeah. Everybody getting something. Everybody getting something. Oh, Lord. Was a girl named Sheila. where he goes keenan has been on a hot streak man oh my god he killing this last year dog 
um all right so uh we got a little time for sore ratchetness let me play my sore songs That's how it happens every time. Every time. A sore wilderness man stabs two in a Florida home. Oh, oh shit. We begin tonight with breaking news in Deltona. Deputies are investigating a double stabbing. We first brought you this story as it was breaking on Eyewitness News at 10. And since then, Channel 9's Ryan Hughes has spoken with people at the crime scene off Elkham Boulevard. And Ryan, deputies say the two were stabbed with a sword. Sheriff's deputy said an ex-husband stabbed two people inside the home behind me with a sword. It happened around 8.45 tonight. You can see still a very active scene out here in Deltona. We have some video of the scene to show you. Deputies went through the neighborhood with guns drawn and a canine unit trying to find the suspect. They had a helicopter searching from above, but still no sign of the man who deputies said stabbed his ex-wife and her boyfriend in a home along Elkham Boulevard. Both victims were stabbed multiple times. A neighbor told me the boyfriend grabbed the sword to try to thwart the attack and badly cut some of his fingers. That's that's when the victims stumbled to the street to get help from neighbors. One was flown to a hospital in Daytona Beach. The other was taken by ambulance. Now a neighbor just told me she heard a helicopter circling above around 845 tonight and knew something bad had happened. It's not something you want to look forward to in your neighborhood, but it is Deltona, so it's something you expect. And again, the search for that suspect is still ongoing at this hour. We are still waiting for the conditions of the victims as well as their names. Once we get that, if we get that information in this newscast, we'll certainly let you know. For now, though, we're live in Deltona in Volusia County. I'm Ryan Hughes, Channel 9 Eyewitness News. It is Deltona, so it's something you expect. Oh, Florida. <laughs> anyway, guys, we'll be back tomorrow with Rhett, uh, Black and East Chick. And at uh, 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget, Shadow Dog Productions. They have a audio play album right now. It's out there on iTunes. It's called Modern Relic. Go buy it. Leave it a five-star review. Yes. And make sure you guys go to adamandeve.com and use code TBGWT. Mm-hmm. Until tomorrow, everybody's getting something. I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>